You're listening to the Good News in a Dark World podcast. Join us as we study God's Word and discover Jesus on every page. Here's Pastor Kevin. Hello and welcome to the Good News in a Dark World podcast. I am Pastor Kevin Efflin, host of this program. Uh, we are currently in the middle of a series on covenant theology, and specifically over the last couple of episodes, we have been looking at what's called the covenant of works. And we've seen uh, what the definition is of the covenant of works. We've seen how it's supported by the Bible. Uh, today, we want to do an important step, and we want to ask an important question, and that is, how does the covenant of works apply to me? This is a, a very important question. We don't just study doctrine for the sake of doctrine. We want to take that doctrine and see how it relates to us. And so in this episode, I want to give you three ways that the covenant of works applies to you. First of all, the covenant of works helps us to understand our natural condition before God. A lot of people in our world will say that man is basically good, that he is inherently good, uh, but that's not what the Bible teaches us. That's not what the covenant of works helps us to see. I want you to think back to uh, the passage that we looked at uh, earlier, I think last time, was Romans chapter 5. And in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Paul says this. He says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. There's also this in Romans 5, verse 18. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, and then verse 19 for as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. The point that Paul is making is uh, that Adam was our federal head. Adam was our representative. And what he did in the Garden of Eden was not just something that happened thousands of years ago that has no bearing on our lives. The Bible tells us that Adam's fall, Adam's breaking of the covenant of works, had far-reaching implications and consequences for all of us. When he sinned, he plunged the entire human race into sin. Now, you might say, well, I don't like that. I, I don't think that's fair. How can, how can God hold me accountable for something that Adam did? I wasn't there breaking the covenant of works in the Garden of Eden, and so how can God hold me accountable for that? Well, if you don't like that, you're going to have to say the same thing when it comes to the work of Jesus. You're going to have to say, I wasn't living a life of perfect obedience in Israel 2,000 years ago, and I wasn't hanging on a cross. And you don't want to say that if you're a Christian. Uh, the covenant of works reminds us of why the world is the way it is today. Adam acted as our representative, the Bible says, and when he sinned, it affected all of us. As the old saying goes, in Adam's fall, sinned we all. This is what we confess in our Reformed Confessions. For example, uh, Article 15 of the Belgian Confession of Faith says that we believe that by the disobedience of Adam, original sin has been spread through the whole human race. It is a corruption of all nature, an inherited depravity, which even infects small infants in their mother's womb, and the root which produces in man every sort of sin. There's also this from the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day 3. The question is, where does man's corrupt nature come from? And the answer is from the fall and disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve, in paradise. This fall has so poisoned our nature that we are all conceived and born in sin. 
Because of Adam's sin, because of his failure to keep the covenant of works, I am, by nature, a sinner. Why do we see sin in our world today? Why do we see evil and violence in our world today? Is it because people have had bad examples? Is it because people haven't received the proper education? No, we can trace this back to Adam's failure to keep the covenant of works. So that's the first thing we learn. The second thing we learn, the covenant of works teaches us that God doesn't grade on a curve. Every one of us can think of someone else that we consider ourselves better than. Are you as bad as the guy on death row for murder? Are you as bad as people who abuse their wives and their children? At least on the outside, you would say, no, I'm not that bad. I'm relatively better than that. But when it comes to your standing before God, none of that matters. The covenant of works declares to us that God demands perfect and personal obedience. No slip-ups, no stumbles, no mistakes, absolute perfection. This is just Psalm 24, right? Psalm 24 says, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Here's the answer. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. None of us by nature have clean hands and a pure heart. God demands perfect righteousness. And if we don't have that, we deserve eternal death. Now, the first two practical applications of the covenant of works aren't really very encouraging. I'm a sinner who sins. God demands perfect obedience, which I can't offer. But there's a third application, and that is this. The covenant of works points us to the one who is our righteousness before God. Uh, The good news is that Jesus did what Adam did not do. Jesus did what we could not do. And this is why the perfect obedience of Christ is so important. This is why R.C. Sproul said, and I mentioned this, I think, a couple episodes ago, that if we deny the covenant of works, we essentially lose the gospel, and, and we are still in our sins. The good news is that while on earth, not only did Jesus take all of our sins upon himself on the cross, but he also earned eternal life for us and righteousness for us by his perfect obedience, and that perfect obedience is then credited to us when we believe in Jesus as our Savior. Our Savior succeeded where Adam failed. And because of this, we are no longer under the covenant of works. Instead, we can rest in and we can rejoice in the perfect and finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've been blessed by this podcast and would like to support this ministry, you can find us at www.goodnewsinadarkworld.com. Thank you for listening.